Hello and welcome to Love Corner, a love and relationship advice podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Shades. And I'm your other host, Scotty Manicotti. Today we will be speaking with Shampa, a podcast host and a fuckboy expert. Yeah, from her email, it sounded like Shampa knows quite a bit about becoming a fuckboy. Hopefully she'll uh, have some advice that you can implement out on the dating scene, Dr. Shades. Yeah, I suppose I agree with that. Well, let's uh, let's talk to Shampa and find out. Scott? Uh, this is Scott. Hi, Shampa. Uh, you were just speaking to my co-host, Dr. Shades. Hey, how are you, Shampa? Good. How are you guys? Doing well, doing well. So, I'm um, excited to have you on the show here. I hear uh, you're a podcast host yourself. Yes, I am. I just um, came out with my podcast show, Extra As Fuck, about two two to three weeks ago, so it's still new, it's still in the making. Yeah, if I read your email correctly, you said you're just finishing up college. Uh, do you have a career lined up? Um, so I'm interested in working in the entertainment industry, so trying to be like a producer for comedy shows and cooking shows, so hopefully that gets on board. Oh, very nice. <clears throat> you know, we've actually tried to do um some video production here on the show so you know uh scott is seeing my ex-wife ming and uh they had done a vlog together you know a little while ago so um yeah i think what uh, my co-host is trying to say is that we're also uh involved in the entertainment world and uh we know mm-hmm. it can be uh it can be pretty tough out there when you're you know hosting a podcast struggling to make ends meet you know Occasionally, yeah, for sure. Occasionally, you might have to turn to crime or something like that. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. You know, we've had to do a little bit of you know petty crimes just to get this off the ground. When when you're a startup, you kind of have to try to do anything, you know, just to get mm-hmm. things going to build an audience. So, mm-hmm. you know, have you ever had to do any sort of like criminal activity to kind of get your thing off the ground, or you know, like how do you fund your activities? I suppose. Um, well, I just try to keep my production as simple as possible. Like, I have a Mac, and honestly, I just bought, like, a mic from Amazon, and that's about it. Like, I try not to spend too much money because, like, I am a college student, and it's not like I have a lot of money anyway, so it's kind of just figuring out, like, what materials I have at the moment and how I can improvise with that material. I see you're in a, a long-term relationship going on about three years. Is that correct? Yep. Nice. So, you know, I actually, you know, I was just got divorced from my second wife, uh, Ming, about three years ago. And, you know, uh, when we got divorced, a uh, big part of that divorce was, you know, my co-host Scott and her kind of had a thing going on. They were really close friends. And then, kind of transitioned that into a more romantic relationship when we finished up but um yeah it doesn't matter or anything oh, wow you know? well it's it's good you know we're, we're business partners first and foremost but uh how's your relationship going is it is it going well um so three years is a long time because me and my boyfriend we met when i was 18 
So literally as soon as I joined college and he was 25. So there's like a huge age gap right there. So, and technically he's like my first and me going into the relationship, like I was just trying to have fun and everything was just so new. I was just excited to be in college and whatnot, but he has had more experience. So like the first like year and a half, like everything was like super great. And then like the second like half of the year, like just things just started getting a little bit more complicated. Like I'm not going to say like it's Mm. like the most perfect relationship, but it's definitely like something we've been trying to work on. Like we've had our breaks and we've had like arguments and whatnot. So we've been just trying to work through them. And like, I could say definitely like now we're still like in the process of like working through the relationship as well. Yeah. You know, I actually, my first wife, uh, I was kind of in a similar situation. She was about 30 years my senior, and so she had a lot more experience just, you know, from finances to, you know, romance. You know, she was far, far, far more experienced than I, so um, I can relate in some ways, I suppose. Uh, what about you, Scott? Well, yeah, I mean, I think, I, I actually, it stood out to me when you said, um, you know, the first half was going well, because I feel like your relationship with Ming was going well for like the first half and then the second half was when she started to you know reach out to me are you available for coffee I have some stuff I want to talk to you about etc etc so you know I think we can all see that's kind of the way that things go downhill yeah and it's kind of like in that sense where in the beginning it's like that puppy love and that infatuation where it's like you can't go a day by without seeing that person and then as soon as you're comfortable with each other and like you guys known each other for a while and after seeing each other every day it kind of sometimes it gets a little stale and at that point it's just your anxiety kicks in your insecurity kicks in I'm like oh is this person for me especially because I was young and I was 18 like like I'm 21 and it's not like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still like discovering the world. Like I could definitely say I'm a a very different person from when I was 18 from what I am now. So, and from that period, it's just a lot of different other guys have approached me and they've been just as such a nice guy. So it's kind of figuring out like, where do you belong or do you want to have fun as like a young 20 something year old or like what's out there for you? You know, I totally hear you. I think, um, my, my girlfriend Ming, who we've been discussing, she, she loves to travel and and learn more about the world. And, you know, regardless of whose dime she does that on, but, uh, you know, you mentioned puppy love. I, did you guys ever have puppy love like at the beginning, Dr. Shades? Yeah. I mean, she loves dogs, so I mean, I bought her, I can't even say, you know, probably five to six Great Danes. We had like three Labrador Retrievers for a you bit. You guys did have a lot of dogs. There were a lot of dogs, and, you know, it was a one-bedroom apartment, so it wasn't easy. Um, but whatever she wanted, you know, I, I was there. I was. It was bliss uh, for me. For her, um, maybe not so much, right? But um, she loved the dogs, that's for sure. So, I mean... Yeah, I love dogs. <laughs> Yeah, cool. Do you, uh, do you have a dog of your own? No, I wish. Every time I go to a puppy store, I start crying because I'm just so in love with puppies, but I can't ever have one. Yeah, it's actually Dr. Shade started crying um, a couple of days ago when he and I were just walking through Manhattan 
but we were pretty close to the puppy store. Was that maybe part of the reason? Because I was like, why? What's going on with you? And <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's memories, and you know, not all of them good. Um, there's a lot of rescue dogs we had that, you know, didn't have the proper vaccinations. Um, I can't even tell you how many times I was bitten. So um, I love oh the God. dogs. Oh yeah, no, nah, whatever. You know, I'm a tough guy. So. Um, born and raised on the streets, so it's it's all good for me. Um, I've had my fair share of hardships, so this is whatever. And again, it was kind of like whatever Ming wanted to do. You know, if the dogs bit me, uh, she got a kick out of that. So um, it was kind of like a joke we had, right? Um, did you ever, ever like have any inside jokes with your boyfriend? Oh yeah, we have plenty. Like because we went to the same school with each other, like we all have like the same group of friends. So all my friends know him and all his friends know me. So say, like, if something happens with like, our friends, like, we'll have, like, an inside joke about it. Mm. Yeah, you know, Ming and I, the only friend that we really shared together was um Scott, right? And um, so that kind of turned sour. I mean, would any of your, friend, your friends do something like this to you? My I mean, parents? Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know, Scott and I, outside of, you know, being broadcast entrepreneurs and kind of running this whole show together, uh, close personal friends, and, you know, uh, you know, I brought him into the inner circle with Ming, and, you know, it's kind of his girlfriend now, so I don't know, like, have any of your friends kind of gone out with your exes, or, like, how does that um, work? Oh, yeah, for sure. There was this one girl that I became friends with. And the guy that I was dating at the time, like, I guess we were in a rough patch. But then me and that girl, we became friends for a while. And, like, she always said, like, I would never do anything to you. And, like, I'll always have your back. And then I find out over the summer, like, they started going out. And I was, like, super crushed. And um, it was, like, when I was, like, 15, though. But, um, yeah, they had, like, a super long-term relationship. So it was, it was like, whoa. Yeah. See, I totally, I totally get that because I mean, I, it's like I told Dr. Shades when, when, um, when he discovered the news about Ming and I, I just said, you know, trying to change the tides of love is just as stupid as trying to change the tides of the ocean. You just need to accept facts for what they are now. And sometimes you can't help your feelings. And like, I try to be like super considerate of that. Like my best friend, like same situation, um, my best friend used to like this guy, and then um, her friend, which is all of our friends, he liked another person from my little clique, and turns out they had a falling out, then my best friend, and then the guy who was with the other person from the clique, like, they started dating. So now it's just like, you know, everybody in the clique has kind of been with each other but you naturally can't help like people's feelings sometimes and who they fall in love with or who they end up getting feelings for so it's like a really shitty feeling when it happens to you but sometimes like you just have to be understanding because you just don't have any control over it because we're human at the end of the day our emotions are what makes us human so it's a shitty situation yeah you know I'm not like my second wife Ming that Scott's going out with now I'm not she loved the money. Uh, my first, my first wife, um, you know, when she died, uh, you know, left me quite a windfall of cash, and you know that was kind of like what drew Ming in and everything. So, um, you know, Scott was seeing her for a significant amount of time when we were still together, which, 
you know, I guess is a little different situation than we're chatting about, but, um, you know, that's in the past and that's all good with me. Um, yeah. And I always see that men tend to get over it a little bit more better than women do. Like if a girl did that to me, like a really close friend of mine, like, I don't know if I could possibly be her friend, but with guys, like I've noticed, like they'll kind of just put their like, um, differences aside yeah, that's what I told Dr. Shades. I was like, you know, what, what are you, a girl? Like, just be a man about mm-hmm. this and let's move on with the business. Like, you guys weren't even married for that long, you know? Damn, that's kind of harsh. Yeah, well. Well, you know, I like to uh, speak softly and carry a big stick. That's one of my favorite uh, presidents, Theodore Roosevelt, once said. So I try to just live by that motto in my day-to-day with everything yeah, that I sure. do, especially when I'm dealing with, you know, those yeah. closest to me. Yeah, and, um, yeah, you know, with Scott, it's it's not a big deal, right? Well, it, it is kind of a big deal. I still, I can't say that the feelings are all gone for me. You know, those kind of linger. We were married for years, um, you know, and many of those years, Scott was uh, deeply involved romantically with Ming. Uh, Pretty so. much mm-hmm. the whole time. Yeah, well, such is life, right? You know, if we can make a buck together, kind of one of our other guests as we were talking, you know, uh, just kind of said prioritize the finances. The business is booming, right? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, let's just let's focus on that and kind of put the personal qualms in the past. So mm-hmm. anyways, um, kind of shifting gears here, uh, you said in your email that, you know, you have a laundry list of single fuckboy tactics that you would, you know, been in 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 touch with yeah that's what i was gonna say is i really think (laughs) dr shades needs to get back out there on the dating scene maybe get on the kissing apps see if he can't find somebody that he's compatible with so um maybe you could share some of these uh fuckboy tactics with my lonely co-host and we could workshop some ways he could maybe implement these tactics yeah for sure like very nice man so definitely one tip I would give you is say you're interested in a girl and you guys are having a conversation, just don't ever stop, like, stop messaging her out of nowhere without any explanation. Like, someone would rather have you say, oh, I'm not interested or I'd rather be friends with you than never have a message ever responded because I feel like that has happened to me so many times. And it drives me insane or it makes me come off as a crazy person because I'm constantly messaging them because, like, I want a straight answer. Like, it literally, like, happened to me, like, when me and my boyfriend at the time, we were on a break where this guy, like, me and him, like, we were talking and whatnot. And, like, we were texting every day multiple times. And then, like, we kissed. But... I, on Instagram, like, I see him on a date with another girl, and I got super confused, and, like, I just noticed that he started acting weird, but, and he never responded to my text, so I kind of called him out on it, because I, like, I wouldn't appreciate it if I'm texting someone and no one responds back, so never go ghost on someone, 100%, because you always have to be considerate, and if you are going to go go, if you are going to go ghost, at least let them know that you're not interested anymore. So that's and then, the, well, you know, that actually, speaking of that whole thing, it's weird. You know, that happened to me in my marriage, actually. So I can tell you that happens all the time. You know, 
uh, Ming went ghost on me, like off the radar for a solid two weeks, and I was, you what? know, yeah, I was, I was, I was so worried, and then right. But I think Ming, if I could step in here and defend her, she, I don't think she was interested in being a fuck boy. Right now, we're talking about the number one rule of being becoming you becoming a fuck boy is not to go ghost. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, it's you know I I actually get the inverse. Let's try to of that. keep it with you if we could. I, I get the inverse of that quite a bit actually. Of just you know I hit up numerous women on these kissing apps and I'm getting very few answers kind of back. So mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know like what are some of the best pickup lines or like cool pickup lines that I could kind of try out maybe because I'm trying to like I don't know I'm I'm trying to get back out there. I'm trying to rebound off this second uh, divorce. I don't know like. You know how can I how can I do better? I suppose. Um, honestly, like in my opinion, I think the best way to meet people is in person because online, I just feel like sometimes people just go there for other purposes, whether it's to just like hit it and quit it or just to be a troll. But the best way is to honestly say, if you have a group of friends with you, definitely always take like one person with you at like a bar or like a restaurant and start off like having a nice conversation. Like there's no harm. Cause I, I like it when people just start conversations with me when I'm out in public. Like I, like it brightens my day up or it makes the little um, situation a little bit better. Like, I used to work at a bakery, so sometimes, like, I would see, like, guys, like, say, like, a comment, like, oh, like, <clears throat> like, that's a really good cupcake that you're choosing. Like, I love that flavor. So something, like, super casual but not coming off as creepy at all because if you come out as creepy, like, girls can immediately sense that and run away. Yeah, something I was telling Dr. Shades is when he's out at a bar, he should uh, keep, like, notes in his phone of possible conversation tactics and then if he gets um too creepy with someone he can just like check his notes you know for like a new way to steer the conversation what do you think about that is that maybe a good tactic um yeah i guess like keep like little bullet points because i know sometimes like it's a very anxious and anxiety ridden situation to go up to a person and talk to them so if the notes keeps you a little bit calm and they give you like a little bit of that confidence, like why not? Like, no, I, I totally agree. And honestly, Scott, the notes thing—it's—it's uh, it's been working wonders for me, at least just for conversations I have in my daily life and going to the bars. You know, I mean, I need even notes just kind of keep my own name straight when I go out there because I can't even tell you, you know what's rushing through my head. And you know, another thing that. To be frank, um, maybe this is a little TMI, uh, too much information sort of thing, but I have a pretty bad rash right now. Um, you know, that's like stuck to me and I, I still want to be a fuck boy, kind of, to be honest. Uh-huh. Um, like I yeah. want to hit it and quit it if I'm being fully open with you. Um, I yeah. want to get out there a lot of women, but uh, this rash is making me feel a little uncomfortable. Um, should What do you think? I mean... If you it's on my torso. It's on my torso. <laughs> it's spreading, but torso right now. So like, oh, man. yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I could. I told you, you should definitely talk to Doctor Cleaver about the rash. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you should definitely talk to someone about the rash. I mean, Dr. Cleaver's a dentist. I don't know if, like, oh. you know, yeah, he's kind of... We don't have... <laughs> well, he's one of, my, one of my friends that 
but he's very well connected. You know, I'd give you a referral myself if I, I'm kind of between dermatologists, but I think Steve would know, uh-huh. be- Steve would know better. So, uh, yeah, I guess, you know, the rash started, you know, it just spread kind of from my back to my torso. So it was like, you know, lower back kind of wrapped around to like my midsection. Um, and I don't know, it's like, I've been sleeping, we have a studio that we record this show in, and I've been sleeping on the ground here, I'm, I'm not going to get too into that, but like, our financial advisor kind of reallocated a little bit of the funds that usually go into my salary, but now it's kind of like special project A we're trying to build up, but um, like, I'm hoping it'll go away soon, but it's just kind of spreading at this point. I mean, um, I think in the meantime, it's probably not that big of a deal. Like, Sean, but do you think that he could still become a fuckboy even though he has this rash? I don't know. If a girl if a girl was, like, making out with you and then they took off your shirt, like, that would kind of just weird me out. And I would have to want to know, like, what the hell is going on. Well, you know, to be honest, I try to keep as many clothes on or as much clothing on as possible in these situations. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, like, you know, I don't know. I could, I'm thinking long sleeve shirts for one. Um, you know, and meeting in person, like, you know, I'm worried a little bit that it's going to spread to my arms. So, like, you know, if I meet people in person, they could see that immediately. But if I start on these kissing I mean, kissing if it's going to spread to your arms, honestly, you should go to the emergency room because that doesn't sound like a normal rash. Well, then we get into the whole health insurance conundrum, and that's uh, a whole can yeah. of worms that, you know, I don't think we want to open. Yeah, I'm, let's just say, like, I'm not really welcome in many of the hospitals either here in the city. So I like, would say, I was, I think that long sleeves, positive attitude, you know, maybe gloves if it, if it comes to that. That could actually oh, be a I mean, cool fashion I statement, mean, too. I mean, it's about to get colder, like fall and winter's coming up so you kind of have an incentive on wearing the gloves it's basically rash season no it is rash season for sure and you know one thing i was actually just thinking because i'm thinking okay it could spread to my arms um but it's also spreading like further up my chest and neck will probably be a place that it hits pretty soon um oh my god so like if i use a scarf then you know i, I don't want to misrepresent myself or anything either to these people but you know, I could keep the scarves on potentially during intercourse, <laughs> and that could be interesting, right? Um, so, I don't know, like, like, what do you think about this whole thing? Do you think, like, I can still move forward with dating, or what do you think? Honestly. I mean, I, I definitely think so. You just gotta, I just think you should give them a heads up, just so nothing spreads any further, and there's no lawsuits coming right back at you. Well, you know, could could that, like, be segued into pickup lines, potentially? Or, you know, like, it could be a conversation starter, just kind of when I go out to bars, just being like, man, rash season is upon us. Like, everyone has to stay safe. Like, I hope you're washing your hands. Hi, my name is Dr. Shades. Can I buy you a drink? <laughs> I mean, hey, it could work for some people. I mean, what do you think, Scott? I, I mean... Sounds like Shapa thought it worked, so I would give it a shot. What What do you have to lose at this point? Yeah, I'm, he's right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I am single. Um, I'm kind of on the floor of this studio, and you know, bouncing around. But like, you know, yeah, I have I have a place that you know I pay rent to, whatever, my own place. But um, 
you know, I think that if I get back out there, um, have some new pickup lines, maybe on the kissing apps even, you know, because I don't like to misrepresent, just say, hey, right up front, I just want to say hello, like we're meeting online, I have a bad rash, but I'm working on it, you know, and kind of like thinking through some options right now. Uh, you won't be exposed to it from what I know from my research, it's not contagious, so you know, just kind of lay out all the different criteria points. Yeah, I mean, these days Google is basically a replacement for a doctor anyway. It's it's so mm-hmm. helpful. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm a big fan of technology, and I think that could definitely, you know, solve some of these issues. But, you know, uh, I think, you know, bakeries, as we alluded to before, could be a good place for me to meet people. Are there any other kind of places, Shampa, that, you know, for these in-person meetups, um, as long as I don't have the rash showing that... I could kind of meet some new people. Um, maybe at like one of those like free comedy shows or like free music events that happens around. Like I know today there's like a free um, concert at Grand um, Central Park. So yeah, to be honest, being outside definitely like irritates the rash. I'm not sure if it's like pollen or something. Oh. So yeah, yeah I just like, think outside is going to be your best bet since you're going to have all these clothes on, you know, you might look kind of weird. That's true. You're like wearing a scarf in a hot <laughs> bar where everyone's dancing. Yeah. Or I could, you know, it could be a differentiator that kind of puts me over the edge. I mean, I just, I don't want it to spread to my face. I'm a little, I'm a little wary of that right now. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I, I mean, I honestly, I think this uh, topic is, is bordering on disgusting right now. So um, <laughs> maybe we could workshop some other ways that, that uh, Dr. Shades could maybe become a fuckboy and implement some uh, traditional fuckboy tactics. Hmm. So to be a fuckboy, damn, that's kind of a hard one. If you're talking to multiple women, then just make sure um, you're slick with it. Don't be posting that you're on dates with another girl on social media when you're talking to someone else because that'll just make someone unattracted to you anymore. Or in some scenarios, it's attractive to some girls and some girls like the challenge. Um, But definitely keep your emotions separated between each girl. Uh, let's see. If you're going to have fun, at least do it in a smart way where it's not back-to-back. Have it, like, for an example, if you go on a date on a Monday, then don't go on a date till, like, Wednesday, just so it doesn't clash and you accidentally call the second girl the first girl's name. You definitely don't want that scenario. Mm, yeah. Um, I think we would have to start with you having any dates at all. You don't have anything lined up. <laughs> yeah. If I mean, to be frank, if I was talking to multiple women at the same time, that would kind of be a novel thing for me. So, I mean, <laughs> that would be awesome. Like, the names, I'm horrible with names, right? But um, I think I could kind of, like, figure that out as I go. Um, yeah, but, you know, well, we talked about the name tag idea that I think really has some legs to it. That idea, um, you know, I ask a lot of dates and maybe, I don't know, maybe this is part of the, like the problem in the first place, but I'm like, Hey, I'm really bad with names. Um, I'm doing a lot of these things, kind of trying to do some speed dating when we meet, could you wear a name tag? Um, so like some do, um, some don't. I usually bring some with me if they forget, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, hey, like, write this down. Like, you know, let's, let's wear, like, right side of your chest, everything. Um, so, mm-hmm. I don't know. Is that weird? Or 
I mean, if someone came up to me and asked me to wear a name tag, I would say no and not talk to you. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, like, that's how about you could try a tactic where you say, tell me something interesting about yourself and pit, like use that um, example to differentiate each girl. Like, for an example, like, hmm. I like this show Breaking Bad. But if another girl um, that you're talking to, like friends, like I could be the Breaking Bad girl and then the other person could be the friend girl. So then with the Breaking Bad, it's kind of a little bit easier to associate a name with it because you have a fun fact to make that name stand out to you a little bit more. Yeah, because I think right now we have like we have one girl that we call uh, the why are you sweating so much girl because that's the last thing that she said on your date. Yeah, there's usually it's kind of like they're out the door and I'm like, oh, like, you know, what's your name again? I'm sorry. Like, we should do this again. And, you know, so the only thing I have to go by is kind of the last memory. So it's like, why are your hands so clammy, girl? Um, Why are you sweating Mm -hmm. so much, girl? Um, Why didn't you pay for my drinks, girl? Um, You know. Do you get any of the numbers? Oh, yeah, we actually, usually I try to get the number before we meet up because then I know no matter what, if it goes oh, really okay. badly, like, I can keep following up and following up and following up. And, like, that's a good sales tactic that we've had in business that I haven't seen translate so much to romance, but I think it could in the future potentially. I think the issue with a lot of those numbers is that they um, are like, oh, they always get a busy signal. Potentially it's not a real number. Um, sometimes Aww. it's, yeah. Yeah. I remember you called the MTA one time. That was kind of... Oh, my God. Yeah, three times, actually, but whatever. Who's counting? You know, you know I've been routed to Checkers, um, which is a restaurant I frequent a lot around here. Um, you know, it's it's a lot of fake numbers for the most part. Um, and when I see the 1-800 in the front, I usually think it could be fake. But I want to give everyone the benefit of the doubt, right? Oh, no, it's definitely fake. Okay. Well, that would explain a lot, actually. Yeah, we are learning a lot. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I think that we have some pretty good, uh, we've made some pretty good headway on, on you becoming a fuckboy, Dr. Shades. Yeah, I think actually, you know, I have some good tactics. We have got some good stories. Um, is there any kind of last word, Shampa, that, or last pieces of advice that you could share potentially, you know, about me becoming a fuckboy, kind of getting back out on the you know, streets and uh, hopefully meeting multiple women. Um, keep the rash in mind um, just with this mm-hmm. kind of final thoughts. Um, I would definitely say, you know, give it time because when you're not expecting it, someone comes into your life. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yeah, and I think no uh, when that special person does come into your life, you know, just I would love to to be like one of the first people to meet them and just kind of be a screening process for you so that we can make sure you don't get distracted from the podcast and uh, it's a good fit. That makes all the sense in the world to me. Yeah. Well, Champa, um, I greatly appreciate all the advice, the fuckboy stuff, the rash stuff, hearing a bit about your romances. Um, this was a wealth of information that I'll take with me into the dating world. Yes, for sure. All right. All right. Great talking to you. Thanks, Shampa. Thank you. Thank Bye-bye. you, guys.
Well, I feel much better now that uh, Shampa taught me how to be a fuckboy, and it seems like, you know, that I could get some immediate results in my dating life. Yeah, well, I uh, think you should take Shampa's advice and remember to be patient and never let romance get in the way of work. Yeah, of course. I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit worried about the rash and all, but I don't know. I think as long as I keep it covered, I should be able to become a fuckboy myself in no time. All right, well, that's all we have for today. Until next time, thanks for listening to Love Corner. Love Corner.